You ever watch a TV show that you just love so much and it just keeps going and going and going and going like a fucking annoying energy bunny that just won't stop? We're going to talk about TV shows that just lasted way too long on episode 51 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm Jessica Quez. And yeah, we're talking about TV shows that are just, whew, they dragged on, Jess. Are, are, are you ready to talk about these? I mean, uh, some of them get a little depressing towards the end. Yeah, and some of them, I think, are going to make me a little angry and rant while I'm talking about them. Because some shows I genuinely liked, and just they just spiraled out of control, and it just angers me still. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just want to uh, give a special thank you to all the listeners out there because uh, at the time we're recording this, today we crossed 7,000 downloads. Woo! Woo! How exciting! Woo! Yeah. Right after episode 50. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot to some people I know, but, uh, y- you know, uh, we've been growing pretty quickly. We've been getting a consistent listener base, and we appreciate you all listening. We would super appreciate it if you would be like some of the other cool people who left us reviews, and uh, they rated us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. And, um, yeah, help spread the word because the last, uh, I'd say like four or five months we've been getting just like bigger and bigger and we want to keep getting bigger. Yes. I think it's, it's, (laughs) sorry. Everything Brandon said. Yes. I mean, it's exciting (laughs) that we have so many people listening and I'd like you guys to also join the conversation. And like Brandon said, like rate, subscribe, leave comments. Um, yeah, let us know what you think about your opinions, too. Yes, exactly. We want to hear, I mean, we, we've done some rankings recently. We've talked about some big movies like Star Wars, and now we're going to be talking about some TV shows. And uh, we don't want you to just only give your opinions. We'd like to hear your uh, what you want us to hear us talk about. What are some episode ideas? I mean, we have plenty of ideas in the can that we're thinking about doing, but we would love to do one that... An, that a listener requests. So, um, after be doing, after we did so many movie episodes right in a row, we decided to jump back in the world of TV. Um, and yeah, Jess, well, before we get started, what have you been watching on TV, uh, this last couple weeks or so? So the latest thing that I've watched on TV is the new queer eye reboot on Netflix. Have you watched any of it yet or have you heard of it? I have not watched any of it, but it has been all over social media. Everyone's saying that they're crying when they're watching it. Yeah, it is oddly very well done. Like, no one was really expecting, like, the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy reboot to be amazing. But it really is. Um, It just feels like something, like, very necessary, like, right now. Um, It's not all about, like, makeovers and appearances. They kind of, like show a lot of empathy and and just 
getting to know the person that they're dealing with and crossing like different boundaries. Like at one point they help a cop who like voted for Trump and it's just, they develop a friendship with this guy. So like it's, it's very sweet and it's really incredible. And the guys are really fun to watch too. So that's like the only real like television that I've been watching the last few weeks. <laughs> yes. Uh, mine, mine's even less. I, I'll admit I have not been watching a ton of TV, but uh, what I have been binging is uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. <laughs> if no one's ever heard of this show, it's uh, hosted by Jerry Seinfeld. He used to do it on Crackle, and recently he sold it to Netflix. So he has like almost every episode on there, and uh, just binging all the ones I hadn't seen, catching up on, uh, you know, just revisiting some of them because I think these are like probably four or five years old. He's been doing this for a little while. Um, but yeah, comedians and cars getting coffee. Someone who not only is a huge Seinfeld fan, but a uh, someone who loves working in the realm of comedy and trying to do some stand-up comedy. It's so interesting to just hear him and the other comedians just shoot the shit and come up with bits. It's it's a fun time. And even if you're not a comedian, it's, it's entertaining to see what they talk about. Um, and uh, the only other thing, I guess, and this is, I guess... It's funny, I, it's not really TV, because like, everything's like streaming now. I don't own cable. <laughs> Everything that's TV, quote-unquote, I watch is just through streaming. And I recently watched last night WWE Elimination Chamber, which is the latest pay-per-view event. Shout-out to my wrestling fans out there, fellow wrestling fans. It uh, was, let's just say, wildly predictable, and all the winners are. But, uh, yeah, uh, there was, there's one character, Jess, that I think if you were to watch, you would really enjoy. She is just an amazing villain character and such a little badass, um, in the women's division named Alexa Bliss. <laughs> um, what a good name. She's got a great I know. name. <laughs> she, she did this great thing where after she won the match, like she's a villain and she was like pretending to cry. She's just like, this is for all the little girls out there. You know, if you dream a dream, like it can happen. Dreams come true. And then all of a sudden she's like, but that's never going to happen to any of you. Your dreams aren't going to come true. Only mine. Cause I'm amazing. <laughs> it was just like oh such goodness. an amazing, <laughs> such a great swerve, such a great villain. So I just had to shout that out. Uh, but, uh, as far as what else you've been watching, Jess, what have you been watching in the movie realm? Uh, so I just watched Rough Night, the comedy this past year with Scarlett Johansson. Um, it's the one where they like the they have a bachelorette party and they accidentally murder the stripper. Um, the concept <laughs> is really funny. Like I watched it for that, but overall, like that's sort of it. Like, I, like I, I got a few good laughs out of it, especially from like Kate McKinnon, but. Other than that, it wasn't really that amazing. Um, and then two movies that I said I had wanted to see back in our top 10 of 2017 episode, I finally saw. So I finally got to see Coco and Ingrid Goes West. Those were two I said like I'd want to before I made my list. And um, Oh, yeah. They were both really good. I don't think they would have been on my top 10 list had I seen them before the episode. But Coco is really sweet really amazing and just beautiful just like just watch it for the details alone the animation is gorgeous um and then ingrid goes west i thought was really fun and really quirky 
It's a really weird indie movie. If you haven't heard of it, it's about um, pretty much Aubrey Plaza plays an Instagram stalker. And it's so weird and dark and <laughs> hilarious. I, I really liked it. But it's definitely like not a movie for everyone. Um, but it's on Hulu streaming now. So if you're interested, go watch it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, that those are both ones I've definitely wanted to see. Um, one, uh, Just a couple shout-outs to movies I've seen recently. Uh, these are a couple of these are rewatches. These are just classic ones that I love. I rewatched Ocean's Eleven, Men in Black. I've been watching some comedy specials. I rewatched John Mulaney's Netflix uh, special and comedy special, uh, New in Town and The Comeback Kid. Great ones. Uh, I also saw the recent uh, Chris Rock stand-up special, Tambourine. I think it's awesome i mean i haven't seen many chris rock stand-up specials but i thought it was just hilarious and he talked about so many different things and uh the biggest movie that i saw uh last movie i saw in theaters i did see um opening weekend when it came out black panther did you see black panther yet jess not yet i've been wanting to go see it is it as amazing as everyone's been saying it is i think it is i mean don't get me wrong like every movie like there are flaws but there's just so many things the movie does well. Like, you could totally see if this movie came out, like, a few years ago, had a different director behind it, anything like that. It could have totally not worked. But because Ryan Coogler um, is such... I think he's one of the best young, new directors, like, getting going. Like, this is his third movie. I've seen Creed. I haven't seen Fruitville Station. But everyone's saying that he just... Every movie he does is getting better and better. So, uh, and also I was just so glad to hear that like his entire crew was filled, uh, with not only, um, talented, uh, black individuals, but also male and female. Um, he was very, uh, and also like the, the stars of the movie. Uh, I can't say her name correctly, but like Danae, uh, uh, she's Michonne from walking dead. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Letitia Wright, obviously Michael B. Jordan, uh, Angela Bassett, Chadwick Boseman, Forrest Whitaker. Just like the cast is just like, oh my God, <laughs> who isn't in the movie? Uh, it, it is it is so good. I'll admit some of the action sequences aren't the best, but I, I, I'm never a big guy that's like going into a movie craving great action sequences i'm looking for a good story and good character moments and i think that has plenty of that and just like a shout out something i usually don't appreciate as much but the art direction the set design the costumes like i don't know if you know anything about uh black panther just but like this takes place in a fictional african country called wakanda and they just brought this place to life and made it like pop and was colorful. And it made you feel like, I think I said after like the movie, I texted some friends. I was like, can we go on a vacation to Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it just seems so much better than anywhere else. <laughs> I want to see uh, it. I definitely want to see it. I think also like Michael B. Jordan oh my god like i get like horny for him watching him in the trailer i'm like oh my god like he straight up michael p jordan looks like he got into a fight with 
the gym and the gym lost like <laughs> holy shit he is ripped like i for that alone i could just watch that like for two and a half hours so everything else i'm sure is great but like every time i see him in the trailer i'm like oh hello hey michael b jordan hey i mean i'll admit i even tweeted i was just like is anyone else crushing on letitia wright uh she plays chadwick boseman's uh character's sister uh shuri and I just thought she was hilarious and gorgeous and um, just so many strong characters, both female and male. And uh, and also just like a kick-ass soundtrack, too, which is something that yes. is only becoming more rare. Uh, like, uh, it's only starting to happen in Marvel movies because Marvel movies used to have very basic soundtracks. But the last couple of films, I think they noticed people were complaining. And so the people that got behind the soundtrack did a great job um so yeah jess and anyone listening i really recommend black panther um don't go into it thinking like oh my god it's gonna be the best superhero movie ever it's gonna blow my mind i'm gonna want to see it five times because i think that's the only problem is it i don't want it to get overhyped like it is great but just you know like i usually say with movies go into it with average expectations and uh so far i've yet to hear anyone that didn't have a great time with this movie I've also heard a lot of like non superhero movie fans say that they love it. And they, you know, people who don't normally go see Marvel movies or don't really care about that kind of genre, like, have really, really enjoyed it. So I think there's, I don't know, there's a lot that, that looks awesome. So I will be seeing it within the next few days. Um, yeah, it just seems incredible. Recommend it to everyone. I mean, I may even see it at least one more time before it leaves theaters because it it was just cool seeing uh, the spectacle that some of the scenes were on the big screen. But uh, so, any any other things you've been watching recently, Jess? You wanted to bring up before we get started on the topic? I've also been super into American Crime Story, um, the Gianni Versace <laughs> assassination. Have you? It's actually really great because it's beautiful have i don't know if i've talked about it on the show but i've been like very obsessed with it the last few weeks um (laughs) it's you know the second season to the oj simpson the people versus oj simpson is the second season of the anthology series and it's all about the murder of gianni versace and i like true crime like i've said before i love true crime and i also love like color and fashion and this just combines like this beautiful world with like dark murder so i've actually been super into it darren chris um plays uh i forgot the murderer's name andrew kuamo i think that's how you say his last name um darren chris who was in glee plays the murderer and he is so good so different from the warblers back in the glee days like he's incredible so that's been the latest like new show i've been very into awesome awesome well jess i think it's about time we get started on tv shows that lasted too long um i I, i'm thinking uh, we should break this up should we do you want to start with some comedy shows or, or would you like to start with drama what do you think we should kick off with well i have one drama that i already know i really want to talk about Okay, so do you want to kick us off? I will kick us off. I will say, though, like, drama used loosely because it's not a good dramatic show. Anyway, 
My first show that I want to talk about that I think lasted way too fucking long is One Tree Hill. <laughs> okay, before you judge me. <laughs> so do you, Brandon, do you, I'm, you don't strike me as the type that watched One Tree Hill in high school, but did you hear about it? Like, did you at least hear of it? Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I just, I, I, I have never seen a single episode. So I'm going to let you take this away, Jess. Okay, well, but first, answer me this, Brandon. How many seasons do you <laughs> think One Tree Hill lasted for? Just guess. Just, like, guess. I don't know, over 10? Okay, okay. No, nine, which is already ridiculous. I Before <sighs> doing the research, I thought it was, like, six <laughs> seasons. It's nine. Nine seasons long. That is very, very long. Some shows can pull off that longevity. This did not. So I was actually into it like in high school. Like the very first season, I I really got kind of hooked. But I dropped off like season four, maybe. I don't know. But like the start of it was actually like a really strong premise. So it was about these two half brothers who... um, were related by their father. So one of the brothers uh, is the product of their father's affair. Um, And so this takes place like, you know, 15 or so years after they've both been born and they both are at the same high school, but they don't have a relationship. Like the father has totally abandoned his love child and is like still married to the other guy's mom. And so like, it's just very like tense family situation um that no one ever really deals with until the two boys are uh make the same basketball team at their high school and like basketball for one tree hill is basically like what football was to friday night lights like it was a big big deal on the show like basketball was everything and so like when these (laughs) two like boys like join the team like all the plots like were related to like the team and them and like this weird sort of dynamic of like the one brother nathan is like a popular jock his family's rich he's a pretty boy and then lucas who uh, chad michael murray played is like the is the love child son and he's like poor and no one like really cares about him or knows about him um so there was like a lot of tension at the beginning and then like over the last like I don't know like the the first few seasons it it kind of went from being like a really interesting like suburban centered drama to like just full-blown teen soap opera but like that's fine that's sort of what it was that's what it was it was sort of like forgivable some of the plot lines got very dramatic. There was, like, a love story that just, like, wouldn't stop and, like, shit like that. But it got, like, full-on ridiculous because at some point, <laughs> I I was still watching, so I think it might have been, like, season four. They do a time jump by five years. It is beyond obnoxious because they graduate high school and then they do this time jump. Again, five years. Within five years... One of the main characters goes on to like write a like best selling New York Times. The other like starts <laughs> her own music label. And then like the one other girl like becomes like a global fashion star. She's like a designer. It's like that would never happen in five years. Like none of them went to college. They just like started gunning for their careers and were super successful in five years. Absolutely not. And then. 
after the time jump and they do all these sort of amazing things, literally all the characters are just like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of over this. And they go back to their hometown. So, like, the time jump never needed to happen because nothing, like, <laughs> they don't do anything. Like, they just jump five years, got awesome careers, and then we're like, you know what? I might want to go back with my friends. And then literally all of them flock back home in the same town. And then that's it. Like, then it just, like, went on for five more seasons. And, like, I don't even understand what the show is about because at some point, like, Chad Michael Murray left, too. So, like, one of the brothers that the show was centered on literally, like, dipped halfway through. Like, he left, like, season five. <laughs> and so, like, and like I don't even know which characters were even, like, on towards the end. I don't, I don't know where the show went. I really don't. Like, I, like, I checked out halfway through. I cannot believe it went on for nine seasons. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's always strange when shows decide to pull off a time jump. And then, like, like you said, like, I feel like some shows, and like, Obviously, this does not speak for all shows. This is just a, just kind of like a general statement that like I feel like when a main cast member leaves, it's not a good sign. Like, sure, there are some shows that totally pull it off, but like, how many seasons in did he leave? Like five, six? Yeah, like almost like halfway through. I think it was season five. So it still went on yeah, for like, four more seasons. <laughs> like that's crazy. Like, like, if it's a show that, like, you're finding your footing um, in, like, the first couple seasons and your cast flips around a little, that's okay. But when people leave and, like, obviously I I've heard of things where, like, oh, like, personal things came up and it, it was not because of the show. But, like, if it's someone that just leaves the show because they're just kind of sick of it. That's kind of an indication. <laughs> well, the hot goss is that uh, Chad Michael Murray was married to Sophia Bush. They were married, and then he cheated on her with an extra of the show, and then he married that extra, and then they were like, you need to stop being an idiot, and like there was a ton of drama on the set, and then he was like, screw you guys. I'm going to go be with my woman, and like he left because he like hooked up with an extra on the show and got and got her pregnant or something. I don't know. Chad Michael Murray's a hot mess. He hasn't really done anything, like, since Winter Hill. So, like, no one Which, benefited from it. Which, by the way, <laughs> how hilarious it was that you kicked off that story with hot goss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to bring up Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, no. Hot gossip, yo. That's my new phrase, hot goss. <laughs> Hot gas. The hot gas. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna transition to uh, another drama. I believe you've seen this one as well, um, and that's a little show that went too long called Dexter. Oof. <laughs> Have you seen all of Dexter? I haven't. I I checked out of it, and I know how it ends, and I'm so glad what I checked season? out. I checked out after John Lithgow, which I've heard is fine. I've heard people say you don't need to continue on because that's like the peak of it. So, yeah. So, I'm okay. <laughs> it's funny because I believe I've brought this up on the podcast like over the last 50 episodes. So, it's not like all the time, but like anytime Dexter's brought up, I have to bring up how terribly they ended. Insert and it wasn't just the final episode, um, it, it, it was. 
this is something that's going to be reoccurring bringing up on the show but like often when a showrunner which if for those who aren't big on tv like the main executive producer um head writer usually if the showrunner leaves the show and they bring in a new showrunner usually you see a dip or a change or like writers leave and then all of a sudden everyone's like why did the show change it's like well because the people making it changed so like dexter was one of those shows that had some showrunners jump around and uh, i don't know the precise seasons but i do know that there were certain people involved for like the first four or five and once those left, yeah, that's when it really went off hill. Now, John Lithgow, that was season four. Everyone usually says season four is the best season. I believe that season five was at least pretty decent. Like, there were some twists and turns that were fun. But season six was pretty awful. It's known as, like, the season when all of a sudden Deb just starts getting attracted to Dexter. And it's just like, even though you're not related, you're still were raised as like brother and sister. Um, And then going into season seven, they started getting some things better, like not great, but like, it's like, oh, wait, are they going to turn it around? And then season eight was awful. (laughs) So if, if I could advise anyone, I'd say watch seasons one through five and then probably stop. Or if you if you need your Dexter fix, watch seven and then stop. But skip six and eight. They're so bad. Um, And I think it's because they kind of ran into a formula. Like, if you've seen the show, every new season, Dexter was going up against, like, another serial killer. And then, you know, there's some twists, there's some turns. But then by the end, he usually kills the serial killer. And then, like, everything goes back to normal. And and it just kind of was weird that like it's like oh wait that happens like every season now like there's some twists where like maybe some other people find out but like oh this but no it's same thing it was almost like a level of a video game that like you fight up through the little people you beat the big guy and then everything goes back to normal and now you're on the next level and that's what dexter was so and i have to say and i brought this up on the podcast before but it's so awful the season, the series finale of Dexter literally insults people's intelligence. That is how bad it is. Uh, like, I seriously think the writers were messing with us. Okay, Jess, so do you know like, what happens? It's been a few years now, and it, it's a shitty ending, so I feel like we can spoil it, because at this point, who cares? Oh, yeah. No, I'm spoiling okay. <laughs> it, because <laughs> so the only it's thing so ridiculous. I know is that... At the end, Dexter just ran, just like gives up murder and becomes like a lum- is it a lumberjack or like a oil rig guy, like some very odd profession. Well, and just that's not even the important part. That's like not even the important part. Okay, that's like, all I remember. <laughs> basically, like going into the final season, like the big arc was that his sister Deb, who's like, if you don't know the dynamic of Dexter, he's a serial killer who only kills serial killers. Um, and he works as a blood splatter, uh, analyst for the police in Miami. And then like his stepsister slash sister, I forget if they reveal anything, if they're actually related or what, um, is a cop. And basically going into the last season, Deb finds out that Dexter's a killer. And so like, that's weighing on her mind cause she loves her brother, but he's a killer 
and so it's it's really messed up but uh they do this weird twist where like deb gets like i think shot or something and then she has a stroke and like she's pretty much dying so like dexter as like kind of like this weird symbolic thing is going to go out on his boat where he usually disposes bodies that he kills like it was like a reoccurring thing in the show but the twist is hey there's a hurricane coming into miami and there's a part where he literally carries his dead sister with just a shitty white cloth over her out of the hospital no one stops him because, like, they're worried about the hurricane. Everyone's running around, like, oh, we gotta, like, take shelter and all this stuff. Yet no one notices a man carrying a corpse out of a <laughs> hospital, not even trying to hide it. And then he goes out right out of the hospital door, which apparently is right next to a dock where his boat is parked, and gets in the boat and drives towards the hurricane and, like, dumps his sister's body and like there's like a big twist that like oh my god did he die in the hurricane because like his boat was all broken up and then like the final shot is yes it looks like he's working as some sort of lumberjack he's got a beard he's wearing flannel and like he's does his work goes into like his little like small house in a forest and just kind of looks and is all sad and i was just like wait he doesn't get caught (laughs) like everyone thought everyone thought the end of the show was gonna be he finally gets caught or he finally gets killed and they're like no in case we want to bring the show back he's a lumberjack now and he gave his child to that blonde um the one from uh better uh what's it called chuck um the tv show chuck gives his son to her and they like go off and like apparently he's just going to be she's just going to be his mom now and <laughs> oh my goodness i forgot that's right he has a son like i forgot that plot yep. point he just yep. straight up ditches his kid and he's like i'm over this he like gives him to her and is just like well i'm i'm no good for him it's like now you realize you're no good for him like it took you like four seasons <laughs> to realize oh, you were no good for this wow. child that is and, so rough. That's a very, very rough ending. My goodness. <laughs> but he literally walks out of the hospital just carrying Deb in a white cloth and like no one stops him. And then, like I said, the, the hospital's on a dock right next to his boat. <laughs> he just goes off. It is insane. But um, I feel like I could we could do a whole episode just on Dexter's series finale. It's so bad. Um so that's a show that went way too long. The writers had no idea what to do, but like Showtime, it was one of their most popular shows, so they had to keep it going. And yeah, it's uh well, it should have done what Dexter loved doing and it should have just killed uh killed the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, I can't get past the weird attracted to your adopted brother storyline. Like how does what? Like, how dare you do that? Like, what? What? And then to, like, go on two more seasons after that? That's weird. I can't. I just can't. I'm so glad, like, I just so happened to stop watching, like, at the peak of it. So, because I, I could not have handled all of that. That sounds ridiculous. 
Yes. And th- th- there was just so much more that happened like that season. But the fact that the police never figured it out. It's like, so you're just saying that my Miami Police Department, they're all just idiots. They had a serial killer under them the whole time. The only people that ever found out about it died. But like the ones that ended up living never figured it out. So, yeah. Um, let's move on. Do you, what's another? Do you have any other dramas that you know went way too long, Jess? Um, yeah, some people consider this to be a drama and some people consider it to be a comedy. It does have, I mean, it has a good blend of both. Uh, when show that went way too long is Desperate Housewives. Did you ever watch Desperate Housewives, Brandon? I feel like this is like One Tree Hill, like where you have not. I don't think you have. You're not the demographic. <laughs> I Definitely not their target demographic. <laughs> okay, well, I will say... Like One Tree Hill, the first season of Desperate Housewives is really good. Well, no, I'm sorry. One Tree Hill first season isn't that good. It's good for a teen soap. But the first season of Desperate Housewives is like actual good television. Um, So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the name, uh, but if you've never seen it, the first season is like this weird, like it started off as like a quirky, like nighttime soap opera that was also like darkly comedic. So it was like a very unique sort of show when it first started um and the the whole first season surrounded surrounds a a murder plot line so all these housewives on this street called wisteria lane one of their friends gets murdered and she was sort of like the one neighbor that like talked to everyone and like kept in touch with everyone and she was like everyone's friend and so her she dies very suspiciously um, and yeah. her husband is sort of a shady character. So the other housewives kind of get together and form a friendship and try to like band together and find out like what exactly happened to their friend Mary Ellis. So the first season like has that storyline and it's really cool. Like it's just like very different and and suspenseful. And so it was very good when it had that main plot line of like, uncovering what happened to their their friend and this what is also really cool too is Mary Alice, the woman who was murdered actually like narrates the show from the grave so like that gave it this like sort of weird mystery sort of almost like whimsical <laughs> part to it too like that this dead woman was the narrator huh. um so that was cool interesting but, but then like like at some point the murder like, you find out all the details. It does get solved. I don't remember if it was season one or season two. And then after that, like, they kind of... They had a few more, like, really interesting, like, dark storylines. Like, kind of like that. Like, at one point... I, I cannot remember what season, but... Alfrey Woodward joins the cast as, like, a new housewife on, on the street. And, um... She has, like, a mentally challenged son that she keeps, like, locked in her house. Like, that was a very, like like season centric like storyline about this like crazy kind of family and then it just went from like quirky dark nighttime soap to just like full-on stupid soap opera bullshit like just spiraled out of control they do another time jump but I, I don't understand why they do a time jump because like nothing changes like they're still on the same lane they're like still like have kids like they do a five-year time i think it's five or seven years like time jump and literally nothing has changed so there was no point in doing that and then at some point they do like ridiculous plot lines like like there's a plane crash storyline where like 
a plane crashes on their street, like, okay, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's just, it was, like, so weird. Like, how it went from, like, like interesting but weird storylines to just, like, flat-out stupid weird. Like, this is very stupid weird. Um, and that lasted for, like, eight, that, eight seasons. I checked out somewhere around, like, three or four I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Like the first season, I, I think I, it's on like Hulu. So I would say like honestly, you might actually enjoy the first season because it's very darkly comedic, and very quirky. After that, I can't attest to any of it. I think it probably goes downhill. I was I was gonna ask if because what I'd like to do with most of these shows, if you could recommend the seasons to watch and not to watch, or where to stop, uh, where it went on too long. Where would you say just season one? No, definitely season one. Season one is great, and I think season two is also pretty strong. Um, I can't remember because I haven't watched... I watched season one, like, with a few years ago, and it was still very strong, so I would suggest season one for sure. But, like, ugh, I, I would say watch until Alfrey Woodward's character comes and, like, watch her storyline. I don't remember if that was season three or four, I can't remember now, but her season was really amazing. And then to sort of like wrap up her storyline. And then I don't remember anything else being worthy of watching after her. So watch that. Um, <laughs> I, but it's like Dexter where it was like such a big success. Like it was, and the beginning was so good that people like got drawn into it and just like lasted. Like they just hung in for dear life, even though it was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing it being advertised everywhere. Um, so I just have a couple more dramas, one that I'm not going to talk about as much, but uh, uh, and that's one that's apparently still getting a final season despite the controversy. We're not going to talk about the controversy with the actor, but that's uh, Netflix's House of Cards. Have you seen any of House of Cards? Well, I have, but... Like every show we've talked about, I checked out somewhere. I think I checked out. Ugh, I don't even remember what season. Like two or three. I don't know when I stopped, but I know I stopped. <laughs> yeah, this is a show that I remember. The first couple seasons were really good, but I think I kept on for like season four, and then I think the most recent one was season five, I believe. And I just couldn't, I, I, I didn't even start it after like the controversy with uh, Kevin Spacey. But this is a show that I think the issue was, is like this would have been so good as like a six to eight episode short seasons. But they were felt compelled to do 13. And there was a lot of B stories, C stories, uh, which I, I forgot to bring up with Dexter but it was a big issue with that show too is that like you don't really care about the side characters so anytime the main character or like the main two aren't on screen i'm like why am i watching this i i like the, like you watch that show for robin wright and you watch that show for kevin spacey but like it would go into these other storylines and i'm like what what why, why are we watching this and like it was one of those shows that I think it's because it was like one of Netflix's like original success uh, stories that uh, they wanted to just keep it going, but uh, it just dragged. It it, <laughs> it got to a point where like a new season would come out and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I could watch that. 
don't really feel like it though. You, you know, like I almost felt like compelled to just because it <laughs> was still going. Um, so, but one of these days, uh, I, I may just have to finish it just because Robin Wright's apparently going to be like now the lead in the new se- in the uh, last season that they finished it up with. But yeah, House of Cards went on way too long. Probably would have worked better as a mini series. But uh, yeah, so any other dramas before I, I start my my last one, Jess? No, but I do want to say on like House of Cards, like yeah, go for it. Well, uh, you were the one who actually recommended it to me way back really? in the day. Wow, I don't. Rem- I I remember like the first season is really good. Like I was really I remember, into the first season. I think it was back when yeah we both lived in Chicago and that was what probably like twenty thirteen. Uh, you know, and uh, you kept saying like, yeah, there's a Netflix original show. And like, that was such a new thing. We we're like, what Netflix, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember when that first came out, it was like a big deal. Cause it was like, what is, yeah. it? What is this? And, um, I, well, what annoys me, I mean, obviously Kevin Spacey's a total creep, but what annoys me was like the complaint. And I think some were jokes and I, you know, that like, Oh, house of card is ruined for us. It's been awful. Like, what? Like, when people, like, actually were like, I don't know, like, how has the card ends? That, like, who cares? Like, the show has gotten so bad. I don't eat, like, what season is this going to be with Robin Wright? Like, I don't even know. Is this, like, five or six now? I, I don't know how many seasons there actually are. But, yeah, like, when I heard that as, like, an issue, like, people were so mad that Kevin Spacey got fired off of it. It's like... You're still. Why are you even still watching it? Like I don't. I don't understand. Like the <laughs> yeah, last like thing. Yeah, like not I, even. Not even accounting for what he did, but just accounting for like the show's quality. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he. It was a, like an amazing peak. Like that should. Like, after season two, I, honestly, for me, after the season premiere of season two, it wasn't that good. Like that episode was so good, so strong. I remember that, and then it just all went downhill. And then like the last thing I remember actually enjoying about that show was Robin Wright who maybe I don't think she was the first lady yet I don't even fucking know I think she was like the vice president was he yeah whatever he she was important and her and I believe it's like the secretary of state are playing uh champagne bong with like beer pong but like with champagne glasses do you remember that scene because I thought that was the coolest thing in the world (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> I no no I remember the scene but it's just like I I had p- completely forgotten about it until you just brought it up <laughs> so for me that like I distinctly remember that being the last thing I enjoyed on that show was like that moment because I was like that's pretty cool and then I stopped watching it because like I didn't give a shit after that <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they try to wrap it up. But, um, yeah, Jess, any other dramas uh, besides House of Cards before I, I, I get the next one, which it's it's going to be heartbreaking to bring up? Uh-oh. Uh, no, I don't have any more dramas. I have a few more comedies, one that I really okay. want to talk about. So you go ahead. <laughs> what is your comedy? So this is a show that for a long time was, like, my favorite drama until, like, it went off the deep end. And I, I had to finally like accept the truth that it is not as good as it used to be. And it's 
Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> you know I loved this show, Jess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back I when remember. we were in college. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I've I've talked about this when we way 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 back in like episode like ten we did like top seven TV dramas. This was one of my favorites. Um, this show will always have a special place in my heart because I watched it the day the pilot aired. That was ten years ago when I was uh fifteen in high school. I remember seeing a commercial for it on FX and was like, oh, that looks like it could be cool. And I proceeded to watch it every week. For seven seasons that it was on, like always, like live, and uh, never missed an episode. Or if I did, I watched the repeat right after. But uh, yeah, so this was a show that literally was seven years of my life. <laughs> it was from 2008 to 2014. Um, so from like middle of high school to like the year I graduated, I uh, graduated college. It was a big tenure i mean guys i'm turning 26 in a couple weeks and that was seven years of my life (laughs) (laughs) what a commitment it was uh so i'll admit the show fell off the deep end there are different people that some some say it only had good few seasons some say four to me i still find some some quality stuff in season five But unfortunately, season six and seven, it falls off the deep end. And here's what I uh, like reflecting back. Here's what I think would happen. Um, I was so looking forward to getting to the end of this journey with this show because I remember in the special features of the DVD of season one, the showrunner Kurt Sutter said, if they let me do every season I want to do, if we have enough audience members, I'm going to I want to tell seven seasons of the show. That's what I believe my story should do uh, is seven seasons. So like he had that plan from the get go, which is not something a lot of shows do. Like a lot of shows like Dexter, they don't have an end game plan or like this Desperate Housewives and other shows like they they just want to go as long as the ratings are happening. But Kurt Sutter said, no, this is going to go seven years. It's going to end. So I was like, oh, my God, he must have like a badass ending. He had this plan for seven years. And getting into season six, getting into season seven, every year the show's ratings was getting better and better. It was like a record-breaking show for FX at the time. So the problem was FX was literally just like releasing the leash on Kurt Sutter saying like, okay, you know how standard dramas are about 42 minutes? We'll let you start telling hour, hour and a half. You know, like we'll let you start doing extended episodes and like that was special for like premieres or finales but then he started doing it almost every episode and like the show started becoming bloated and convoluted those last two seasons the biggest issue (laughs) was even though i was watching it week to week there were so many storylines that even a nerd like myself who follows everything and like discusses people with everything i was like wait what What's what's going on? So, Jess, you know how shows go like previously on Sons of Anarchy and they do like a little like few minute recap. Mm-hmm. It it felt like those were getting like 5 to 6 minutes long. Like they were getting <laughs> it felt they probably weren't, but they felt so long cuz they're like, remember this and 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 you're like, "Oh my god, Kurt, calm down." <laughs> More story 
doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the uh, the other issue on top of all the convoluted stuff was he the show was always violent from day one. I mean, it was on FX. It always pushed the boundaries. But it really started getting over-the-top violent to where, like... And I don't care about violence if it has a place in the story. But I was like, Art, are you just doing this because you fucking feel like it? Like, (laughs) is this not even, like, for the story? You just, you know, they're letting you, so you're doing it? Um, Yeah, so this show... um, like a lot of the shows I do own on DVD, as far as my eyes, uh, it, it goes for five seasons and then and then it ended. <laughs> it didn't go for seven in my eyes. <laughs> so, Jess, have you seen any of Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, I've seen, like, I think the first two seasons and then I just kind of stopped watching. It was good, though. Like, where I left off was good and the characters were really interesting and... It was, like, really dark and gritty stories. Yeah, I just, I don't know if it's worth committing to so many seasons, though, after hearing all that. (laughs) Well, no, like I said, I I would give it four or five seasons. But those last two, they really try to push the boundaries and juggling too many characters and try to just... Yeah, he kind of got drunk with power, I think, was the problem, was... You know, some people, I wish the networks would just let them do their thing. But, like, this was a case of, oh, no, you let him do his thing, and maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you should have reined him in a little bit and said, like, Kurt, why is this ep- Why is this episode an hour and a half when it doesn't fucking need to be? <laughs> yeah. So... Sons of Anarchy, it's so sad for me to say, because I remember you probably saw this on my status years ago. I'd be like, happy Sons of Anarchy Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) for all 13 weeks during the seasons. Uh, But yeah, it uh, it unfortunately is in the category of TV shows that went too long. The fact that you've seen every episode for like seven years must make it even harder because like most of these shows is upsetting and but I didn't even like finish them. I was not committed at all. <laughs> you watched all of it. <laughs> yep. And see some people they'll find a show like 3 4 seasons in and they're like, "Well, I got to watch it." I was like, "Oh, what? For the last few seasons? Like this was 7 years of my fucking life." <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what is a comedy that you think went on way too long that you enjoyed at one point (laughs) um well i was very into glee in high school um glee was great the first season is really strong um it started as like this this really quirky show that had a wholesome and inspiring message and all about chasing your passion and your dream and not letting anyone hold you down um it was a really unique, like, teen show, too, because there weren't many, like, teen shows that took place in high school. At least when I was a teenager, there weren't that, like, had a very, like, positive, optimistic message. And a lot of, like, the teen dramas were, like, One Tree Hill or, like, The O.C., where they were, like, 
really like blown out of proportion and I couldn't relate to any of the storylines because like I didn't have a illegitimate half brother like I don't know what that's like but like Glee was when they really spoke to me because I was already into film and into like theater in high school so this show just resonated with myself and my friends more and a lot of people too I mean the first season spoke to a lot of people and then I think what happened with Glee was that the song covers were like so amazing like they really do have some great rendition of songs and I think people just became like so obsessed with the songs and then like the whole show like just took a back seat like everything else didn't matter past the songs and the soundtrack um because yeah like after I think it was after season one, they like went on tour, like they did a Glee live tour and then every year it just got bigger and bigger and then their soundtracks were like topping iTunes charts, it was making a ton of money off the music alone and then like no one was actually caring about like the sh- sorry, and then no one was actually caring about the show, they were just caring about the music, which is interesting. So then like the whole story just like kind of spiraled out of control because they were so wrapped up in like the commercial success that the quality went down and I think I stopped watching maybe after season two or three like I can't remember when exactly I stopped watching but it just for me it didn't really have that like that wholesomeness anymore it didn't really have that like optimism anymore it just became like a total like a a sellout as a show so there wasn't so much of the story that mattered anymore and these characters that were like once very yeah, three-dimensional many, what how many seasons did it go uh six i think it went on for six. Oh, i thought it was much longer see but that's the thing it actually like felt like it was on longer than six and maybe that's because it had such an were interesting they long life. seasons oh um, they were like 20 20 episode seasons that's why yeah, I think maybe that's why, and maybe because, like, the life cycle of Glee was so interesting in that, like, it got really popular, and it was around in our pop culture for really long, and they were, like, on Oprah, and then it, like, kind of lost some steam, and then and then uh, Corey Monteith passed away, so then, like, more people were talking about it again. So, like, the life cycle of Glee in our pop culture is really weird, and, like, really lived fully, and then... Like, Jane Lynch was everywhere. She was huge in it. It was winning a ton of awards. So I think it might have just, like, felt longer because it was just, like, in our pop culture more. But, yeah, I just feel like... I I don't know at what... Like, I think around season five is when the ratings, like, really started to drop. And I don't even know how the show ended. Like, I have no idea which characters were still... Because they were in high school. I know, like, some graduated and some left. Like, I don't really even know who was on it towards the end. I I'm sh- I assume they were still singing. I just don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, just a couple that we we'll, we we won't go in depth on before we're, like our final one. Um, I have to bring it up because I feel like if we don't, someone's gonna be like, um, why not? Why would you mention this? How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> have you seen much of that show, Jess? Yeah, I saw a lot of that show, actually. Uh, I stopped, actually, uh, like, after the mother was introduced, but they, like, didn't hook up yet. Or I don't even know when I stopped watching, honestly. I just know I did not, I did not watch the last season, because it sounded awful. Yeah, and this was a show that, like, 
it's pretty much like the 20 the 2000s version of the show friends um it's i think it was a there were some seasons where it was up and down but i remember bidging this uh on netflix and all of a sudden like towards the end it's not that it wasn't funny or it didn't have highlights but it just was like okay I get it. I get the I get the formula, and now it's just like, all right, is Teddy gonna find someone? And obviously, it's known for the infamous ending that uh, they decided for season nine, the entire season, to take place like within a weekend, um, and then uh, basically he ends up with the mother, and then the mother dies. Um, like after years of them being happy and having kids and all that stuff. And then he decides, uh, the kids are like, dad, is this your weird way of trying to like, ask us if you can like ask out aunt Robin and, <laughs> and he's like, maybe. And then like he goes and he bees with Robin and it was like a callback all the way to the pilot. when like, that's how he met Robin was like on their first date. And yeah, it, it put a lot of sour taste in people's mouths because like you built up him meeting the mother and then you bring in this actress that she seemed great. You, you know, like a perfect like person to just kind of slide in and opposed to maybe showing us a season of with the mother. They're just like, Nope, she died. And we're just gonna retcon that he decides to date Robin. So some people will defend it, but it's universally not liked. And I think that was just a show that it probably should have ended around season seven, but it, it went on for like an eight and a nine. So uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, you, have you seen that 70s show, Jess? Uh, a few episodes. I was never a huge fan of it, though. Really? No, it just I never thought it was that funny. It's weird because, like, I feel like you would fit the demographic. <laughs> yeah, I no, I just I never, never got into it. Like I've seen it, like yeah. of course, like I'm an American, I've fucking seen it, but like I've never <laughs> I'm like an American. Like I feel like sure. every American has watched that '70s show, and if you haven't, you're lying. Like it's just like one of those like unavoidable things where it's just like it's on somewhere sometime. Um, so yes. I I remember I thought like uh, Cheech and Chong or whatever Tommy Chong was it Tommy Chong who would guest star I like them I like Cheech and Chong so I would find him funny but other than that no not my cup of tea <laughs> yeah so this is a show that like I brought up when you were talking about One Tree Hill with Chad Michael Murray leaving that it went on for seven seasons and then. Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher were becoming famous to that they were going to often do movies and opposed to just ending the show in season seven, they decided we can try to do a season eight without them. And it was pretty bad because like they tried to bring in this other guy to try to replace Eric and like Topher or uh, Ashton Kutcher would try to be like in episodes here and there. But, like, they just, they lost it. And then, like, they tried to have Fez and Jackie date. And, like, it just didn't make sense because it was, like, what, is he, like, the only guy she hasn't dated on the show? Um, yeah, it it really fell off. Like, there were, towards the last couple seasons, it was getting old. 
But when you're two, two of the main cast members want to leave and like one was considered the main character, that's you need to pull the cord. <laughs> you need to you need to die, uh, just let the show die and not try to drag it out. Um, so that seven show also a show that went on too long. Um, but I think we should move on to one that uh, I think some people have been waiting that we had to bring it up because it's probably one of our generation's most popular shows. Wouldn't you say? That 70s show? No, The Office. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it was huge when it was on and it really when it peaked, it peaked. And then when it went downhill, it went downhill. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, when was like, when, how many seasons were there without Steve Carell? I can't remember. So season seven, uh, the finale is when Steve Carell left, which a lot of people are like, why did he leave? It's like he, when he started the show, he signed a seven year deal. It's like, this is, this is what I'm doing. And opposed to just saying like, hey, seven, Steve's leaving. He's the main character. They went a season eight and a season nine without him. Only two seasons. It did feel a lot longer. It was, I mean, it really got a lot worse when he left. So even though it was only two seasons, I thought in my mind it was like four. No, it was only two. But like, you got to remember like. Comedies like that, they have like 20 some episode seasons. So that's like probably 40, 50 episodes where he wasn't there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that aside, like my personal opinion, I believe the show started going downhill after season four. Um, and like I said previously, a lot of times shows, they go downhill when a showrunner changes. Well, they had a showrunner for the first four seasons. And then I believe he left to do Parks and Rec, or he left to do some other stuff. And I wouldn't say there was a significant drop in the quality, but season five, six, and seven, like you could sort of tell that like some of the, um, it felt like that they were running out of ideas, like Michael Scott leaves and forms the Michael Michael Scott Paper Company. And I think some people were just kind of blinded because, like, Jim and Pam were together. So, like, there was the wedding, and then they started having kids, and, like, people were, like, so just, like, enthused about that. They were forgetting about, like, the show kind of wasn't that good. And also there was, like, that season, or at least part of a season, when Idris Elba (laughs) was there and was such an asshole to Michael that, yeah, I... um, I'll, it's watchable. It's it's still good, but to me, seasons one through four is when like the show was like gold. Like some people think season one's a little weird because it's very similar to the British Office, and then season two they kind of got their own footing. But to me, seasons one through four was just top notch, and uh, all the characters are firing on all cylinders. And you really were just loving the ensemble. I mean, that's where we had the Dundies and <laughs> the episode with the fire and uh, the on and off again with Jim and Pam with like the booze cruise and uh, all that kind of stuff that uh, I just thought it was the best that the show was until it started kind of eh, 
slowly petering downhill, and then eight and nine is like, ooh. So Jess, do you rem- did you watch this show all the way to the end? Do you said or where did you leave off? Yeah, so this is actually the only show we're talking about that I've watched from beginning to end. <laughs> and I would agree with you, it is watchable. Some of the, most of these shows we've talked about have ended in an unwatchable sort of way. But like, season nine and eight, like, I don't remember all that well because it has been a while. But I do remember still laughing and still giggling and still, like, you know, kind of. Finding Dwight to be funny, you know, finding Creed to be funny. Some of, like, the supporting characters were great. But, like, so, like, it wasn't good by any means, but it also wasn't disgracefully terrible. Um, To me, it just felt like, like, after Michael left, I didn't understand why it was still really going. I don't know. That was me. I know a lot of people feel that way. But overall, like... It could have ended a lot worse, I suppose. But, um, like, what do you know? I know very little about it. What do you know about The Office revival? Uh, I'm kind of trying to refuse to believe that exists. <laughs> I, uh, I can't, uh, I can't stand when, like, shows, all right, Office hasn't been gone that long. Like, and I, I feel like even though a lot of the cast hasn't gone on to do, like, maybe amazing things, but, like, Steve Carell is having, like, a great movie career. He's been, like, an Academy Award nominee, Golden Globe nominee, you know, like, he, he's off, he's doing his own thing, and, like, all these other side characters and, you know, even, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Jim Halpert, um, John Krasinski, you know, he uh, has a horror movie coming out this year that he directed and he's starring in. And while there's some other people that, like, eh, haven't really done much. And I feel like we're just doing it because we're all nostalgic and, like, they know that, like, we love The Office. But, guys, there's nothing wrong with just watching it again. <laughs> why do we need to... Why, why does it need to come back? Well, is it the, like... I mean, I'm sh- I I can bet Steve Carell and John Krasinski are never gonna come back for that. But like, are like the original characters gonna be in it, or is it just like a brand new office? I don't even know situation, or do we even know? I don't even know if that. I don't. I know very little. I'm like you. I just saw online like an office reboot or revival, however you want to call it, was announced. Yeah. I did not click on any information to find out what was going on because I already knew I would never watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I just... it. It's very odd. It's a very odd decision to bring that back. As far as I know, it just kind of says that it would feature a mix of original, excluding Steve Carell, and new cast members. So, like, I don't think they've announced anyone official yet, but... I am not looking forward to this. I'm just going to pretend that this is, like, a different thing like this isn't part of the office because even okay even seasons eight and nine that were really downhill like like you said it could have ended on a god-awful note like it could have it could have done a dexter it could have done what some other shows have done but like they decided to try to do something different it was like one of the first kind of popular mockumentaries so i kind of 
it was interesting to kind of break that wall where like they started introducing like uh, like a sound guy or like a camera guy like as characters and then like have the characters then see the footage that like they've been in like I thought it was like an interesting way to kind of round it off and I thought they kind of did some arcs and I'll be honest I love the Steve Crow cameo in the finale do you know like the perfect line he came in yeah. on like where it's my it's Dwight's wedding and he's just like Michael you came and he just like is standing there like kind of water eyed and just like that's what she said and it was just like yes yes yeah that was great like that really was a nice moment I do think like the last episode was like a nice wrap up for what it was ideally it should have ended with Steve Carell still on it but whatever but yeah I did did like that moment I thought that was really sweet that you know he came back for Dwight's wedding yeah I mean anything else you want to say about The Office I mean this is a classic show I I, I always feel bad like because some people are like no it's nine seasons of beauty and it's like (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's I agree with you I think the first few seasons are the best Uh, in the middle I think it was all right. I don't. I mean, I also haven't watched the show in a very long time, so it's really hard for me to remember like what happened when. But yeah, like I've said, like compared to a lot of these shows, the ending is not terrible. It's not. It's not what it was, but it's not complete garbage, and it's really, really hard to successfully pull off a main character leaving a show. And I think they did, like, a better job than most shows could ever do when a main character leaves. So, but I'm, I, I, overall, I just think, you know, ran its course. It was too long. You know, it is, it is so wild, though, that a show that we have chosen for our episode on TV shows that are, that went on too long is getting a revival. That's insane. I'm going to say this now, and I bet my life on it. At some point in our lifetime, probably within the next decade, there will be a Glee revival. Yeah. Or, Someone's going to fucking do it. Or a Glee reboot. Yeah. Totally. One of those, you know, revival, reboot, whatever. It's going to happen again. Glee's yeah. going to come back some way, shape, or form. And it's going to have Leah Michelle because we don't care about her outside of Glee. So she, this is her thing. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Even if she's the only remaining <laughs> cast member that does it, she would do it. Because, come on. like Yes. But, like, I bet that's going to happen. Glee's going to be one of those that comes back. I know it will. Yes. <sighs> All right, Jess. Well, so that we avoid being a episode or a show that goes on too long, I guess we should wrap up. And um, do you have yourself an LOL of the week? This is a segment that uh, I feel we haven't done for a few episodes because we've been jam-packed with rankings. But we got to bring it back. LOL. End on a laugh. So can I just give you props right now for that segue? That was great. That was a really dope segue. I'm just really, very proud of you. I just want to let you know that. Thank you. So Thank you. I, I'm still very sad that the Olympics is over. I really am. I do believe that TV is just not nearly as good a quality as when the Olympics are on. There's some... I, I just love them. So I have an Olympic-themed LOL of the week for those people like me who are still very bitter that <laughs> the Olympics is only on two weeks every two years. So uh, my LOL of the week is a tweet that comes from Michelle 
Michelle Bashan, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, and it is, before every Olympic event, they should send out one average person to perform the upcoming event, to fall on their face, completely fail, just so those of us at home who watch the Olympics and think, I could really do that, realize we can't. We really can't. <laughs> it's so true. Like, I, we should just have, like, some average person, like, try to, like, bobsled and just fuck up so that when we're like, oh, I could bobsled, we're like, no, no, you really can't. But like, the you, amount of people that can't. would die <laughs> is... I know, but it's it'd be like the Hunger Games. It's for a good cause, you know? <laughs> Wait, the Hunger Games is for a good cause? Did I see that movie If you lived in the capital, yeah. <laughs> like, if you lived in the capital, the Hunger Games was the best cause. Like... We'll just do it for everyone else. We'll do like a reaping, whereas you can volunteer as tribute to be the asshole that falls during the curling ceremony. You might Jesus. survive, though, depending on the sport. You might survive. <laughs> but then what if someone does and just totally shows up the pros? <laughs> then they would be the Katniss Everdeen of the Olympics, wouldn't they now? Yes. All right, well, <laughs> I, uh, this was one that came out. Uh, th- this is a tweet. I believe this was actually something I retweeted on Valentine's Day. Um, so we're obviously both Game of Thrones fans, and this is a Game of Thrones-related tweet. Still so sad that this show is not coming back until 2019. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch it. That's going to be an episode sometime this year. Is we're going to do a Game of Thrones rewatch, Jess. We should rank the seasons. Um, so. Oh damn. <laughs> so here is my game. Uh, it's this is the tweet, and this is from at Eric Vesp V E S B E. Um, basically, it says, "Here is my Game of Thrones Valentine." Um, to at Joe wrote this. Join Robinson, one of my favorite podcasters. Um, roses are red forgive me for being blunt but violets are boring and there's no cure for being a cunt <laughs> and for those who don't know that line that is from Braun saying to Tyrion about how Joffrey is just the worst he's just like there's no cure for being a cunt you know <laughs> and I just thought that was wonderfully put together <laughs> after the classic roses are wet and violets are blue. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, God, I miss Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know. You bring it up still all the time. <laughs> like, casually. You brought up Game of Thrones. I forgot what I was saying. I totally forgot what I was saying I was watching, but you were like, so you're watching that, but you're not rewatching Game of Thrones yet? <laughs> like, you, br- you still bring up Game of Thrones. Like, it's on still. I mean, it is still on, (laughs) technically. I know, but, like, not for, like, technically, like, another year of our lives, right? When is it coming back forever? Forever? Like, literal forever? I know, but it's because it's my favorite drama. It's one of the best shows on TV right now. I I agree. By the way, have you ever watched Gay of Thrones? (laughs) I've seen some episodes, yes. Okay, so I just found out today <laughs> that the guy who does Gay of Thrones, the hairdresser, is one of the guys in Queer Eye. 
He like now is a host on Queer Eye. I love him. I'm so obsessed with him. I didn't know that was the same person. He's so funny. And he does like the grooming on Queer Eye. Like that's his thing. That's like what he takes care of is the grooming. So it's perfect. Like he's so, I, I, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> All right, Jess, where can they find you online? On Twitter, I'm at JessQuaz, and on Instagram, I'm at Quasica. Yep, you gotta sync those up someday. <laughs> I do. I gotta. I, I know. I still haven't done that. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the pros t h e p r o z e, and uh, that's the same for on Instagram. Um, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, thank you so much to all the listeners, crossing seven thousand total downloads. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we can't wait to be doing more podcasts. Our first one after episode 50. Please email us, entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. Leave us a review, rate us, tweet at us at entertainbuffet, or tweet at me or Jess or both. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for some more stuff from Entertainment Buffet. We are working on hopefully announcing soon that we may have a new theater show in chicago coming in the june july region called out of this world so stay tuned for that and also some projects like plan b and mario party kills friendships some projects that have been going on for years now may be concluding soon so stay tuned for those and jess uh would you like to plug your blog well, actually, in the time you've been talking, I just rechanged my Instagram name, so it's now officially at Jess Quaz. <laughs> Apparently, it was that easy. I didn't even know I could yeah, do it. Yeah, you could change your it, Twitter yep, or your Instagram pretty easily, I believe. I didn't know that. I thought you were just stuck with it forever. <laughs> I didn't even, like, try. You're stuck so with it forever. In, like, the five seconds, you... <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But, so, I, in the time that you've been talking, I've actually rebranded my Instagram. So, I am was now I talking officially that, at Was I talking that much that you had to rebrand? No, it just so shows how stupid I am that I didn't even know you could do it. And you can do it, like, literally in two minutes. Like, that's whatever. So, I'm now at JustQuaz across all platforms. And my blog, Unsolicited Opinions, you can find it on either Instagram or Twitter, where I am at JustQuaz. <laughs> awesome anyway <laughs> so that's anyway that. yes. thank you all for listening and downloading and being a part of the family yes we'll see you as we continue on in the rest of 2018 and uh yeah that's all for episode 51 time to time to cut the cord pull the plug turn off the lights we lasted too yeah, long yeah almost too long we know when to quit. Yes. <laughs>